0: Hello there, and welcome to the Wired for Love podcast. We are discussing the dating booklet, Practical Guidelines for Life Giving Relationships. I'm Father Martin Connor, your host. I'm a Catholic priest with the Legionaries of Christ, and I've been dedicating myself for many, many years, close to 20, to walking with young people and married couples on their journey. What is our mission here at the Wired to Love podcast? Well, it's all human beings have the desire to love and to be loved it is actually written into our very being and yet human love seeks satisfaction this desire is not satisfied with mere physical connection as our culture so often seems to tell us no deep down all of me wants to love and to be loved genuine human love demands human connection and this human connection leads ultimately to divine connection Wired to Love is a rally call to challenge today's distorted view of love by letting human experience speak for itself. And that's what we have conversations about human experience on love. Please come and join us for the Wired to Love podcast. Welcome to the Wired to Love podcast. This is Father Martin Connor. So glad to have all of you with us. And we're going to be talking um, In this particular session regarding more mature stages of dating and just a little bit of a reminder on what the podcast is all about. All human beings have the desire to love and to be loved. It is written into our very being and yet human love seeks satisfaction. This desire is not satisfied with mere physical connection as our culture so often seems to tell us. Deep down, all of me wants to love and beloved. Genuine human love demands human connection and this human connection leads ultimately to divine connection. So here at Wired to Love in this podcast, if we really want it to be a rally call to challenge today's distorted view of love by letting human experience speak for itself. So that's been kind of the goal is to invite people on the show like Mary and Joe Zunica who are with us again for uh for this podcast, welcome Mary and Joe hey, thank and their newly born Emil uh who's uh with us as well emil welcome and uh Joe, what's fascinating about you and joe um uh Mary is that you guys uh kind of take in the entire dating booklet from beginning to end in regards to where you are You're, you know, you date a long distance as we saw and heard in the last podcast and then uh, experience lots of different interesting things throughout your dating life, uh, engagement, and then into marriage and early marriage as we have now. So I just thought it would be good to kinda maybe zero in if we if we talked a little bit about the early stages in later stages of dating. And I'm gonna pass it off to Joe here um, who has a couple of things from the book itself the dating book um, practical guidelines for life-giving relationships is the title so check it out online uh joe so let me talk to me a little bit about what resonated with you in that that uh, that part of the book regarding the later stages in,
1: in dating yeah i think when i even when i just saw the the title of the this part of the chapter it says stage 4 getting more serious getting ready to take the next step and i you know dating was great Our, we no longer date. Uh, we're married now, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, it was a great, ex- great experience. We'd recommend it to anybody. Uh, but I just remember that just jumped out at me. I was like, "Oh, I remember," like waiting for that point in time mm. in the relationship to come about, and I remember that time very clearly because that's when, at least for me on my end, and Mary can probably say the same thing, is when I'm thinking, I think this is definitely gonna end, in, like become a marriage, mm. and I'm ready, like, the, uh, to put it in practical terms, it was when I was saying to myself, I'm ready to go and get a ring, you know? I, I think I am. I'm coming around to that. Right, right. For me, I'm a kind of a slow processor, so this was over the course of, you know, several months. Right. Um, but things just became to, began to to crystallize. and So anyway, um, in the book, there is, it starts off with this beautiful phrase, as the saying goes, love is falling in love a thousand times, but with the same person um and that looks differently when you're um you know in our case we were a year and a half we've uh, into our marriage or excuse me into our dating uh we got we got engaged two years and after dating got it got it um but but it kind of changes there's a lot of fireworks and you everything's new and you giggle at each other a little more and you know there's it's it, there's this novelty to it mm-hmm. eventually that novelty can fade a little bit mm-hmm. and you have a little bit more of an everyday um responsibility towards one another right and so there's a paragraph here that I think is is a um, very telling it says what marks this stage is not usually the intensity of emotion or passion however important that is rather the pinnacle of this stage is the responsibility that one feels for the other it is this that indicates the true measure of their love and ask a couple of poignant questions. Am I willing to make sacrifices for the other in very specific ways, putting my needs and wants aside for what he or she may need? Is the other person willing to do the same for me, or is it always a one-sided deal? And is the other actively finding out how to love me better? Mm. Um, and I definitely, uh, this definitely resonated with me because I remember this kind of change of, this isn't just a girl I'm dating and she has her own life. It started to become, oh, this this woman is in some way in my care. Yeah. And everything that she's going through affects me and I want the best for her in every situation.
2: Right. There was a point in our relationship around a year and a half or so where Joe would start saying to me, "It's when I call you my girlfriend, that sounds kind of cheap. Like you're more than that. Like, you call your high school girlfriend your girlfriend right you you see kids right out of college get having a girlfriend or boyfriend and just it's an early stage of a relationship but here we are and we're not quite ready to get engaged yet but you're more than just the typical understanding of my girlfriend anyway and he and I you know
0: that's very, very When are we going to get
2: engaged? you though? mind if I insert something there? Because
0: in the book, I talk about verbal boundaries. Uh-huh. And that using language early on in a dating relationship when it's really not a mirror of the advancement of your oh, mature yeah, love. Yeah, like yeah. you're calling each other sweetheart and you've only been dating t- two months or something. So you, you see, you're, you're, it's the opposite here. Yeah. You begin to see that this is serious and we d- we deserve...
2: We'd word that. Yes, we word that,
0: that differently than mm-hmm. yeah. uh, in an immature, kind of flippant way that words have power. Yeah. That's what you're getting at. Beautiful.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah exactly. Um, we had a particular scenario that of my, every couple faces where uh, we were dating long distance when we first began. Uh, we met at a wedding and she lived in Denver. I lived in Atlanta and our relationship was purely... Uh, Phone calls and FaceTime, mm. you know, and then the weekend visits that we were able to squeeze in. So, um, long story short, she ended up moving to Atlanta, to where I am. Um, and I felt a huge weight of responsibility towards her when that happened. Because all I could think about for a while was like, oh my gosh, if we break up, I've ruined her life. Mm, <laughs> you know, like, right, I, right. I need to make sure not only... I want the relationship to flourish, of course, but I also need to make sure that she's happy here. I want to help her make friends. I want to help her find a job, um, you know, apartment to live in. All this stuff, and that's when I realized, like, oh, this is, you know, this is somebody who is in my care, right. who in some way, not in the way that a that a man and wife are entrusted to each other, but in some way, God has entrusted this person to my to to my heart, right? And I have to look out for her. And protect her, protect her heart and her physical safety as much as I can too, and all of that. Um, and that was that was just a very definite sign of this is this is not what it used to be. Like th- there's been a fundamental progression in this right. relationship, and yeah. it's very exciting, very yeah. daunting.
0: No, no, no. no. And Mary, you you mentioned before, so t- take us through your female thinking uh, as you took this incredible step to Atlanta and all the sacrifice yeah. and like we talked that I think that would be fascinating here.
2: Well, first of all, I wouldn't recommend to people to just uproot their life yeah. uh, with flippantly with yeah. just like, oh, I like this boy, go ahead and move. I think um oftentimes, you know, the it is the man's responsibility to show that act of of courage and and strength to, you know, sometimes move out to the woman for the woman. But our circumstances were such that it really made most sense for me to move to Atlanta because I was already in the process. Even when we met of phasing out of my um, time in Denver and Joe's family was here, it would have felt very, um, it would have felt actually immature to ask him to move out Mm. to Denver just to have him prove something Um, especially when I knew that I wasn't even seeing my future there so why would I make him right choose his make his future there so we I ended up moving out and it was a great it it was a great opportunity for us to learn how to not hold um, hold things over the other person's I knew it was not going to be a transactional love, and we were we talked a lot explicitly about how me moving out was never he 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 and I needed to make sure that we weren't viewing it as now that I've done this for you, what are you going to do for me? Right. Um, I did not
1: eventually immediately move into debt indebtedness to improve my own big thing.
2: Which, I mean, uh, we both were just very aware of the reality of the, you know, the hugeness of the step that I had just made. But we also felt really called to tr- entrust our relationship to God Damn. in that big step and trust each other in it and really helped us grow. So for me, it was a big step. But one, something that Joe and I talked about that really gave me a lot of peace was that, When I moved out, we agreed that we wouldn't. We would date for six months, and we were at least six months. For the first six months, we would not break up, or we and we would not get engaged. And that just gave me so much peace as the one moving to know that there was going to be security when Mm. it came, knowing that we were we were really invested in each other for six months. And it ended up being wonderful. Right. And the mundane daily aspects of being in the same city and not just the firework weekends that we would see each other on when we were long distance was exactly what we were craving. Right. It was exactly what was the next step for us, which the mundane became what we craved.
0: Right. The now, if, I, if you would allow me to speak to this, this is yeah. very important what I'm hearing. Why, and, and I think what's key here with what you're talking about is your communication. Because I in my interviewing the book, I, I remember often hearing the fear went up when the insecurity about the future yeah. was unclear. I didn't know what his or her intentions were. and therefore you're making this huge investment, you're moving across the country or whatever, you're changing cities and you're doing it for this other person and yet you haven't declared mutually where you stand long term. Exactly. So I think the fact of, of at least saying for 6 months we're going to date and maybe we might even get engaged after but we're not sure we're going to we're going to evaluate in 6 mm-hmm. months. Yeah. I think that's huge. And and it's it's so simple but it's so clear.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Yeah, I got that advice from a from a close friend of mine and it was really a game changer for us because I think even just having a conversation about like getting it in the open like hey this is not a guaranteed, this is this isn't guaranteed to work out or just be able to like that's voice right. like our concerns and everything and to say, you know, we're going to date and we're not going to let like this like expectation of you're moving here. We must be getting engaged soon. That's like, right. What are you thinking? Are you going to pop the question within a couple of months by Christmas or, you know, you know and, yeah. and then, um, that's exactly what happens. And also I was on. really worried about, you know, like what if we have some like massive wrinkles to iron out when we, we're finally together, and and like I realized that she. We
2: weren't actually worried about anything, but just in case. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly.
1: When, things you think about when you're when you're you know up at night, wondering like you and know, I, thinking to yourself what's what's what could possibly. happen. The fears. The fears grew, yeah. grew, drive us in that direction. And yeah.
2: also, I think that six month period was a really good time to be intentional with each other and not get ahead of ourselves and sometimes you are tempted to have conversations about the future and you start acting like you are um, more affectionate or more uh, uh, serious than you actually are a little too soon mm-hmm. um, and we really were a lot, we we did weren't talking about marriage, we weren't talking about the future, I mean we we were discerning it but we weren't constantly talking about you know what's going to happen when we get married. It was, who are you? I want to know mm. you. We're, we we really felt called. I know some. And couples I want to be known. Uh, I know some couples really do feel like they're at a right at the at a good place to get engaged, even just dating long distance. But we we really felt called to dating in the same city and having that time to really. Um, Find out who the other was before we went started opening up all the bags of you know how many kids do you want i mean we we would have those conversations but not super seriously right away we were just we were just getting to know each other and who the other was so I used to
1: say when I was like, mary, I want you to move to or to be i want to live near you because I want to have a really bad day, and you still Love me afterwards. Mm. I want you to see me really grumpy. You know, (laughs) like just so I can know that, like, we can still work it out. Yes. And we're still going to be okay after that day and and move on from it. That is the danger of long distance, right? Because you're putting on your game face when the other's visiting. Exactly. Or you put off those tough conversations because you don't want to ruin the weekend. That's right. And and
0: that doesn't help communication nor reality because you're going to be living in reality as a couple.
2: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I think that six month period allowed us. We got to live in reality and there wasn't the stress of, shoot, I had a bad day. What does that mean? Is he going to break up with mm, me? Mm. Or we had a tough conversation. Oh my gosh. Or we had a great conversation. I'm going to, um, let's get engaged right now. You know, yeah. it was just really, I mean, it was perfect for us. Yeah, and
1: Look, I mean, not everyone, probably very few excuse me, very few people actually would have a a story similar to us. Um, but what does I think apply to every dating relationship is to be extremely intentional, right. And to have that feeling of responsibility towards the other, um, which will naturally grow as your relationship grows. It will grow with you hopefully. Um,
2: And to know know the other person in the good times and in the bad.
1: Yeah. But just to be like, hey, we are just like, say it out loud. We're dating. Like we we are trying to see if we're a good match Mm, for each other mm, long term. mm, mm. And maybe we'll get married. Maybe we won't. Yeah. Even just going through the exercise of like saying those things out loud and making those, just just communicating clearly about that as dispassionately as you can in those moments. Because it can be really tricky and you have to be careful about that, but um, that just it went a long way with us and set us up, I think for yeah, and I, what
0: success. I love Joe, but what you said before also is that uh, you gave yourself six months and you were gonna not break up, even if things were didn't go so well you know like in other words, you're gonna deal with a conflict in a mature way and and but you gave yourself that period of time. Um, to, to to persevere even through the struggles—that yeah. is so important to mature. And and granted, what I like about it also was the fact that okay, you know, maybe maybe after six months we do realize that we're meant, meant to be together. But we gave each other a try. You no, know, we didn't just in one month or two months because oh, it, it's not working out this transition that we had. It, you know, you gave it a significant period of time mm-hmm. to really test it. Mm-hmm. Very wise. And
2: I think the key word there is time. I'm an English teacher and I've taught um, Romeo and Juliet. And that story takes place within three days or three (laughs) or four days. And they meet each other, get married, and then they kill each other, kill themselves (laughs) out of quote unquote love. And when I talk to my students about this, I remind them that that's not love. Like that attraction at first sight, sure. But love takes time mm. and it's a series of yeses where you get to say yes in hard times or in great times and it has to t- it has to have time to reach a level of depth
0: yep. that is yep. needed yep. Yep. for yep.
2: sacrifice and love yeah and, uh, and, and marriage
0: such a huge huge point, Mary, in a culture that is a culture of immediacy mm. like I got. I want something from Amazon, it's on my doorstep tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Love and relationships are not like that. You yeah. have to invest in them. And I think we have, uh, as I expressed in, in in my book on emotional chastity, it's called the materialization of love that we we, we apply a material reality to what is actually not a material reality, it's, it's love. And it has a different set of rules to it, mm-hmm. which means it takes time and nurturing and fostering and Falling down and getting back up—that doesn't apply to an Amazon uh, mm-hmm. order online, right? It's a different reality. But we often treat one and the other kind of in the same way.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely recommend uh, gardening for anybody who <laughs> uh, is dating, just to see the the time and care that it can take. Um, I do actually. If we could take a, just a quick step back with, um, I want to give a little caveat to our, you know, our little pact that that Mary and I had made, you know, in dating that especially that we wouldn't try to not break up in six months. It it should go without saying, but I just want to be careful. Like that obviously has its limitations. That's right. You know, Um, there are, there are, there are abusive relationships that develop and you might find yourself trapped. And it's just important to have good family and good friends who can help you to see like you need to, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of handshake deal you made. That's right. You need to break it off. Yeah, so I, I I we can of course move on from that but I just wanted to make sure that that was clear. Very important. Yeah, Very it important. has yeah. to be
2: discerned for each particular relationship. Yep. This is not our our relationship is not the way the only way That's to right. go. That's right. That's
0: right. Good 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 point. Good point. Awesome. Uh so what else Joe, you had an, another uh reflection you wanted to make from that chapter on
1: uh when dating matures and advances. Yeah, uh I think you know, eventually, if you're gonna get engaged, there's a point in time when you realize, "Hey, I'm ready to pull the trigger on this thing." Um, especially if you're the guy and you're buying a diamond ring at some point, <laughs> you have to you have to say to yourself, "Okay, it's I'm gonna get married for sure." That's right. And that happens in a myriad of different ways, and every everyone has their own story. Um, when I met Mary, we went on one date with it was like. A, you know, I I was with a group of friends with Mary. Um, I wouldn't first, even
2: call it a date. Yeah, technically not a date. Like we were just meeting. spending
1: time together. Um, and uh, we left and I was with my buddy and I said, you know what? I think I want to marry that woman. And to the greatest extent that I could at that time, having had one real conversation with a woman, I really meant that. And and on, and I told my brother that a couple of days later, and what did they what was their response. Give they it were time, like,
0: man. Dude, <laughs>
1: they're like, "That's great, man. Go for it." I think I hadn't dated in a long time, so I think people were a little relieved to hear that. Um, but uh, but obviously, there's a need to, to date, and and uh, and so I had to still arrive at the that real fulfilled conclusion. Yeah. Um, and uh, I realized that I was ready to to marry. Her, to marry Mary, um, when uh, I was struck with a sense of um, responsibility and permanence towards her mm-hmm. in a very particular way. Mm-hmm. And it goes like this. Uh, I was driving um, on the way back from work in rush hour, um, and Mary was telling me about her students. Uh, they were, I think, in the fourth grade at that time. And uh, she's talking about just the personal care that she had for these particular kids, how, how much she wanted them to grow as young, as young people, to, to learn well and to be loved and to experience love. Mm. And so many just amazing things. And it hit me like a lightning bolt that I was like, oh my gosh, I want this woman to raise my children. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh wow, I want her to have my kids. And I had never had that thought before. It had never crossed my mind that that would be a feeling that would could have, arise in my heart. But it was so unmistakable and so clear. Um, it was really quickly after that that I was I was like, yeah, I, I, I want to marry this woman. I want to spend the rest of my life with her because, mm. because she enriches my life and the life of those in hers in, in, in an immeasurable way. Um,
2: Although that was still early on in our relationship, we still had dating to do. You know? yeah, we, had,
1: we, had, mm-hmm. we had dating ahead still. It was a maturing moment. But it was a maturing. It was this like... <clears throat> It was the the relationship took a new step, and right. I I remember having a conversation with my dad about it, and he was like, "Sounds like, sounds like you need to marry this girl." I, was right. like, I know, <laughs> I'm working on it. That's what, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's
0: what I knew. I gotta do that.
1: Yeah. So, um, just speaking back to that feeling of responsibility, um, and the way that that grows slowly over time, um, it's it's something that comes with love, and it's it's an ingredient of love that. Um, is going to be really crucial to the way that you care for another person and the Mm -hmm. way that you um, pay attention to their needs and make and try to give yourself to them in a way that um, is boundless. Right. You know, um, and you like, we were talking earlier about, you know, the indebtedness of Mary moving across the country to Mm. live here. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, part of Part of not feeling indebted towards one another, or not keeping count of who's loved more—tit for tat stuff. Yep, tit for yep. tat. The uh, the most important part of that is to love the person unconditionally, and the other person doing the same. Both loving each other without reserve. Right. Um, and the the feeling of responsibility for the other person um, kind of hinges upon that, or or the self giving hinges on the responsibility. Right. That's very right. Very mutual.
0: It's interesting. I wonder what you think. Why would a couple fall into a tit-for-tat? It's generally driven by fear. Like one is seeing in the other a kind of a lack of reciprocal mm-hmm. gift to the mm-hmm. other. Like I'm doing all the work. I've made all the sacrifice. And I'm not seeing a lot of a response on your part. I can see how that would be – that might foster – a little bit of a, a measuring, like or a tit for yeah. tat. I, I don't know. It's just interesting because that does happen quite often. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I think it it does um, st- go back to communication. Yeah, and th- fostering real intentionality mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and usually when someone's not reciprocating, something's going on in their life or something is else needs to be addressed instead of so. For instance, sometimes Joe would—I mean, even it happens—or even with me, something um, I might be doing is not really uh, helping him, or um, he doesn't feel that I'm being very intentional in our relationship, and I—and he, when he asks me, "Hey, you." i i'm I care about you what's been going on before mm-hmm. jumping to you've done this you've that's done right. that first checking in and kind of seeing where the other person's at um before now that's hard sometimes when a a couple might might struggle with communication and they the the one or the other is not willing to open up, but oftentimes. It, there's a wall that needs to be broken down first mm-hmm. before jumping to like, this is how you have failed.
1: Right. Seeking, yeah. seeking the good of the other first. Yeah. I think yeah. a really simple example would be like, um, I, when I'm, uh, you know, tired or, or in a bad mood, I tend to hold up and not communicate. And, and, uh, Mary, one of her ways of best ways of communicating and love languages is, verbal communication and just expressing how you're feeling. And so, instead of, instead of coming at me with, you're not communicating with me, you're not affirming me, it's, it's a much more gentle, hey, is there something wrong? Like, I, you know, is there... Is there, um,
2: is there something I can help you with? Now, am I say. perfect at this? No, and neither of us are, but there have been a lot of times where we've noticed this flaw um or this failing or weakness come out like where I I start criticizing Joe for something um before asking him what's been going on in his life. Yeah. That might be feeling you know, he might be feeling overwhelmed by something in his life. And I start criticizing you you haven't done this X, Y, and Z lately. I'm really hurt by that. And but i didn't ever check in first with what's going on yeah, you yeah, know yeah. and then if we let that continue it could become a tit for tat
0: yeah it's interesting cuz i one of the uh tips that i've heard from couples is the check in would go one two or three how was your day one is it was horrible and and so the number just gives the spouse the idea that <laughs> wow that's why these other things have been happening because yeah. you just had a bad day. Three off the charts. Now, if it was off the charts and he was still or she was still doing the stuff, then you have kind of saying, "Well, it seemed like you did a great job, but w- what happened over here?" You know yeah. what I mean? Like you check for the measuring gauge of the emotional inside.
1: Yeah. And that's a, that's a that's a good um, antidote to not keeping score. Um, I also think that the reason why somebody would want to keep score is they have fear that. Giving of yourself will not lead to fulfillment. Mm. So as like the more you love, the more empty you're gonna feel. Right. Because you haven't been filled back up again. Um and that's like that's a whole other discussion. Yeah, it is. But <laughs> but you have to you have to understand fundamentally that you when you love you're there's no losing. You that's know? right. Like that's the, right. and especially that's in a right. good And healthy relationship, the love always comes back to you. So true. One other
2: great way that I've heard recommended, we need to be better about this, but um, Mm -hmm. a great way to communicate and avoid the tit for tat in that those stages of of dating or in any stage of your relationship is praying, um, voicing, and praying for the intentions that are on your heart at night or at some point during the day together. Um, and that often reveals, you know, oh, this person in his family is going through something, and he right. wants to pray. You know, right. it opens up. You know, I'm pray- You know, you praying for someone, a coworker, mm. or oh man, right? Did you have a? It opens up conversation and opening up your heart, um, even in that nice.
0: way. Nice, nice, Mary. Well, listen, we're going to wrap it up here in the next minute or so. And so, what we try to do, in the while on this podcast, is we'll try to give each of us a takeaway. In light of uh, what we discussed uh, in this last thirty minutes or so, so i 'll go first and i 'll just come back to something that 's really been a thread and a thesis in, in in both my last two books, the one on emotional chastity, reclaiming love and now this also uh, the dating booklet is that love challenges us to invest that we have to we have to a, a stretch ourselves for the other person, and that that stretching ourselves is not a um it's not an a emptying of ourselves, so to speak. It's actually, yes, we, sh- we stretch ourselves to fill ourselves mm. with the other. And sometimes you think, well, what's in it for me? If I'm going to give, 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 I'm not going to get anything in return. No, no. Love, love it has a, an amazing way of, of enriching us and filling us that we, have, we don't always grasp so I just, I, I take that away from myself that I, I have to remember that that self-gift love, yeah, it, it may not necessarily in the beginning feel so good, but it has tremendous and powerful repercussions in the end.
2: Okay. So that's my takeaway. My takeaway, I would say, is that love does take time and it obviously does look different for, each, for every couple, but wherever you're at, to make sure that you give your relationship time enough to be proven by a series of repetitive yeses.
0: Mm, Nice. I like it.
1: Joe. Um, I, I would I guess the end of our conversation had me thinking about, um, what self giving looks like, you know, what that selfless giving looks like and, um, taking time to communicate that and everything. Um, and it, for whatever reason, for me, it just evoked this, um, this idea of needing to be aware of how I'm loving, um, right now, um, and and so is this is something that anyone can do in any relationship that they have. When you get to the end of your night, just think about how did you love the people in your life today. Hmm. So for me, it'll be towards, mostly towards Mary, um, but to just think, how did I love today, and where, where did my love, um, where, did, where was it self-seeking and, and instead of towards the other person? Nice, and then sure. just tomorrow, and then the, the resolution being that tomorrow I'm going to do the opposite of that. You know, right, I'm exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Mary and Joe Zunica, for being with us on the Wired to Love podcast. And we just close here with a little glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, Amen, is and now, and now, and ever and shall be, be, world without end. Amen. Amen. Take care, all of our listeners, and God bless.